Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown? No. Oh, I Welcome forth, listener, to this special Rewind presentation of a Gen X grown-up backtrack. I am John. Here with me, of course, are my friends and co-hosts, Mo and George. Hey, guys. How you doing, John? Hey, how's it going? Every once in a while, we like to go back in our back catalog and revisit some of the backtracks that we have done, because the show has been uh, out for five years now. We have hundreds of episodes out there. Uh, And unless you just are addicted to the show, which I only know about five people who are, and three of them are on this (laughs) podcast, then you may not have heard every single... uh, backtrack that we have done. The one that I want to share with you, this rewind though, is all about, oh, I love this backtrack topic and it in general, schoolhouse rock. Oh yeah. Lolly, 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 get your yeah. efforts. This is one of those backtracks where we all had like a ton to say. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I still do. I like want to do a second episode else. of this. <laughs> we were just saying right before now. we started recording, like, we could do more. Yeah. yeah. This one we released way back in June 14th, 2018. Mm. Yeah. Good mm. long while. I think this was around the time that one of the creators of Schoolhouse Rock had passed, in fact. That's it was right. kind of a in memorial. Uh, no, it was the singers. One of the singers. Wasn't I think it? so. I mean, one of the main guys, the music musicians. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I listen to this one periodically, too. I think it has like some samples of the songs in there, which are really cool. And uh, that's the best part of Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> it is, right? Then again, the oh, animations were also like they made, right? Yeah. Yeah, or, then the animation or the songs or the or the, everything about it is, is <laughs> so the, good. Yeah. Or the all of it. Like, yeah. you, you didn't even <laughs> mind learning crap. Like, it didn't bother me at all. Like, play more of the, teach me some more stuff. I love it. It's so, so um, Hell no. That I mean, that's still my educational gold standard. I know. You, send kidding. me to class. Give me the best teacher on the planet. I, the best tutorial. The Mark Rober does his kit boxes <laughs> bullshit. None of that compares to Schoolhouse yeah. Rock. Yeah, I know what a bill is because of Schoolhouse Rock. Mm-hmm. Because of real. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know how it's supposed to work. Oh, that's true. I mean, uh, yeah. It yeah. really worked that way. We in learned theory, later on. Here's in the life. plan. <laughs> right. I even think, well, we'll have to wait. Listener, you have to wait. But I remember vaguely that, Mo, you had a story about you had a teacher that prov- said you couldn't sing oh, no. or something. I don't want to, yeah, something like that, right? Yeah, for the, uh, the preamble. The preamble. The preamble. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she said, like, oh, we have to have it all memorized and the whole class started singing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, don't sing. I'm like, why yeah. can't I learn that way? What's wrong with that? <laughs> oh, man, I, in fact, I can't wait to listen to this backtrack. So, listener, thank you for joining us for this rewind. Without further ado, let's jump into it. I hope you enjoy. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel, website, and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner Welcome back again, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener to the Backtrack edition of our podcast, which is, as you know, the episode where we pick a single topic and dig in deep. Joining me as always is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? And Mo, of course. Hey, everybody. And everybody knows what we're talking about. You either oh, clicked yeah. on it already, you saw the thumbnail, the guys are looking at the screen full of topics, and we're excited. We're, t- <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about Schoolhouse Rock. Mo's been singing that since we finished the last podcast. He just hasn't stopped. 
Yeah, when I'm 80, I will not remember my kids' names, but I'll remember every single school's rock song. You'll know how a bill is formed if the government is still around. Exactly. <laughs> we can tell you how it used to be formed, at least. <laughs> right, used to. Before the revolution. Back in my day. Ever since we decided we were going to be talking about this, I've been going back watching some of the old ones that oh, I've got in my uh, video mm -hmm. library, and this is still great, obviously. I mean, that's, I know. goes without saying that they're great, but this has been our list for a long time. We talked yeah. about what to do for the next episode. I think, George, you're the one that mentioned, and I didn't realize that one of the primaries, the creators and one of the vocalists who's the voice of so many of those songs, had just passed away in April. Yeah, April 23rd, 2018. Bob Duro. Yep. It was a yeah. damn shame. He was in his 90s, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he was not young. Yeah, but I mean, talk about instrument. I mean, he wrote the whole first season of Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah, he was the guy they came to and talked to him about it right from yeah. the beginning. And that's the voice that everyone probably associates with many of the most popular episodes. Oh, mm -hmm. for sure. So it was a no-brainer to kind of pay tribute, pay our respects to uh, Bob Duro and the entire creative team that did that. We're like, you know what? It's time to do a Schoolhouse Rock backtrack episode. So that's what we're going to do now. As your body grows bigger, your mind must flower. It's great to learn, cause knowledge is power. It's Schoolhouse Rocket, a chip off the block of your favorite Schoolhouse Schoolhouse Rock then, I mean, it's something that if you grew up in our era, Generation Xers, and especially if you were uh, watching Saturday morning cartoons, morning cartoons, as we've all right. talked about that we did, <laughs> you know what Schoolhouse Rock is. You know the Conjunction Junction and only a bill and things we've already started referencing. And it would be awesome to say, oh, well, it was great. Some guy had a bright idea for let's do these regular uh, little short cartoons during TV, but that's not how it started, as many great things aren't. No, <laughs> no. It kind of all started with uh, David McCall, who was a, a chairman of a big New York ad agency agency called McCaffrey and McCall. And he noticed that his son could sing every word of the Beatles songs, but he could not handle multiplication tables. <laughs> uh, so he got together with the company's creative staff and passed the songwriting chores of like, hey, what if you wrote some songs about the multiplication tables and we could make this a product, a thing. Oh, okay. And so he did. And the first one that they wrote was Three is a Magic Number. Which right. is a classic. Yeah. <sighs> Yep. Especially yep. Ready Player One, people. You should know yeah. what that reference is. That's right. Yep. In the present and the future, faith and hope and charity, the heart and the brain and the body give you three as a magic number. It takes three legs to make a tripod. It just goes to show how it's continued to permeate kind of like all the, the culture today, you know, and Ready Player One with a throwback, of course. Anyway, so they made this song, and the idea was what they would do is they would uh, make like a book and record, right? So like they released this album called Multiplication Rock. It had Three's a Magic Number and a couple other songs on it. And they thought, hey, maybe we can make a workbook tie-in and all that. But it didn't happen that way. <laughs> it wasn't a huge hit. And so they decided, let's try something else. Let's try to make an animated. So for about $15,000 investment, they turned it into a three-minute animation. Wow. They liked it, but had to decide what to do with it next. And so along come ABC. Now, this was a fortuitous time for Multiplication Rock to appear because ABC was just suffering a bunch of political pressure about how naughty and violent their shows were, especially kind of the violence of all the like commercials running in their Saturday morning cartoon thing. Really? Huh. You'd think they were being like benevolent, like, oh, come with us, you lovely animation, and we'll give you a home. Instead, they're like, ah, this will shut up the critics. We'll do some educational <laughs> stuff during the commercials. <laughs> So they started shortening some of their regularly scheduled shows by three minutes 
to make room yeah. for some of this amazing schoolhouse rock Cause, stuff. Because they were going to get rid of commercial time. No, no. No, no, no. <laughs> Shorten the shows. <laughs> and I know as a kid, it just kind of popped in there. It ran initially from like 72 to 79. But I remember that it didn't just, it wasn't just a commercial or substitute for a show. It was something I looked forward to. Oh, like, yeah. when is the next one going to run? And it wasn't scheduled, so you didn't know what was going to happen. I mean, we'd flip it at the end of another cartoon on a different channel. Yeah. Flip the ABC so we can catch the Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah. It wasn't something that somebody, as I said, you know, hey, let's do this amazing Schoolhouse Rock thing. It was an idea that kind of warped and melded and it wasn't what it set out to be, but it turned out being better than they'd ever planned. And so thanks to the political pressure on ABC and the great idea of Mr. McCall's dumb kid who couldn't do multiplication tables, (laughs) we've been blessed with all these wonderful little ditties and lyrics that we can't stop singing. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Now, the songs, the fun, and the lessons that taught you... Knowledge is power! ...are available to share with your family in a special 25th anniversary collection, Schoolhouse Rock. I mentioned the first run was between 1972 and 79. It kind of, uh... Started hitting airwaves. 37 episodes are all about three minutes long. Probably the pinnacle and the, the core of it was that first season, Multiplication Rock. Who remembers those? Oh, pff, who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's how I got through my 12 time tables. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> there were only 11 episodes yeah. that ran in rotation. Yep. They didn't do anything for one or 10. They did the two through 12 multiplication tables. And who remembers how you... No, they did 10. Didn't they do a 10? No. It wasn't 10. What was it? What was the one that handled multiplication by 10? Oh, no. That was powers of 10. Zero. That's it. Our hero zero. Our hero zero was 10. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah, it was the powers of 10. Because he was a superhero and he had power. Powers of 10. Yep. My hero zero. Such a funny little hero. But till you came along, we counted on our fingers and toes. Which, in essence, it also did the multiplication tables by 10. Yep. The one for 12, whatever that one was called. That was the one with the Martian with the 12 fingers and toes? Yeah. Yeah, and it kind of almost kind of touched on, blew my mind as a kid, then later I went back to, it was talking about what if base 12. Right. It taught you the multiplication, but... That's like computer stuff you're talking there, you know? (laughs) I know, right? I never knew there was such a thing as, like, 10 is just 10, you know? But it just happens to be base 10 is what we do. And the first time I ever was aware of that was how we learned our multiplication tables and I know teaching my daughter multiplication tables was a challenge and we went back to that even then and it didn't grab her as much because it was like dad forcing her to listen to it (laughs) she does know some of the songs for sure whether you like it or not you're gonna know this I remember my favorite one of the multiplications was the number nine that's one of my favorite too with the mouse and the pool table yeah and that was the reason why (laughs) I totally know what you're talking about (laughs) yeah Number nine. 
Now the first thing to keep in mind. The reason why it was one of my favorites is because my father was a big pool player, and that was oh, one right, of the activities right, right. we could share. I remember sitting there watching Saturday morning cartoons and him coming into the living room and wanting to change the TV, which meant, you know, he had to get his remote control. So, George, change it to channel. <laughs> Go change it. Yeah. When he walked into the living room, the cartoon had just finished and that number nine Schoolhouse Rock came up and he said, hi. They're doing cartoons about pool? What's this about? <laughs> and he actually sat there and watched it with me. Oh, neat. And it was like one of the only cartoons that I ever watched that he watched with me. And every now and then, you know, it would replay. You would see him again and again and again and stuff. And if he heard that, he would sit down and watch it. It was the only one. Really? That's yep. cool. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I just like the one thing about, like, you know, how the only hit was 11 for the first season. But each one of those, like, had a different style to it, a different... It wasn't, like, the same kind of style song over and over and over again. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, they would yeah. take, like, different kind of, like, well, genres of music, and they mm -hmm. would do interesting things with it. Well, like, number nine was definitely a blues style song. Right. Mm -hmm. And then magic number three was kind of something out of, like, the late 60s, early 70s maybe, mm -hmm. you know, kind of that free love era. Right. And I know we'll get to it later, but mentioning the styles, I mean, I just rewatched one earlier that was about gravity and that's very kind of doo-wop, you know, it's, yeah. it's like a greaser and he's got the slick back hair and it's just all about... <laughs> Anyway, it felt like Greece. You know, they just really take like a slice out of pop culture and they turn it into sure. one of those. I always got the impression that when they wrote these things that they were just having a ton of fun doing it. I don't know why. Yeah, I read a little bit in research for this that they did have a lot of fun. They really had fun recording them because back then it was real people with real instruments and they all kind of knew each other. Mm -hmm. uh, and throughout the years, as we'll talk about later, they got back together to do this again and again because it was something they were all willing to do more of. That's cool. You did some research. The first season was only the multiplication ones then? That's, yeah, it. that's it. Wow. The, I didn't realize that. It was that. a different grouping of Schoolhouse Rocks. Yeah. I was only one years old when it started, so by by the time I started to recognize cartoons, there's a lot more out there. Kind of stuff. They mixed them up too, so it was all out there. Yeah. It was all mixed up for you, sure. Yeah. yeah. So I was seeing a yeah. lot of the repeats and all that kind of stuff. So I didn't realize that it was just the multiplication tables. Well, huh. I never thought of it as seasons, and it really wasn't because it was wherever they would sprinkle them in. It was not until I researched them I realized that's how they were released. Yeah, no wow. idea. So speaking of, move on to so the second season. They're like, well, rather than just do more math, they decided to do grammar rock. That was all the parts of speech. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah, some well, of the we know best the ones. Most popular one there, right? That's got to be. Conjunction. There might be a fight. I don't yeah, know. Has I, to be. Has I to always be. remember now as a person, place, or thing as being my favorite. <laughs> really? Well, wait, well, wait inter interjections are so good. Interjections. interjections they're interjections. all good, but you can't <laughs> argue the fact that conjunction junction is the moniker <laughs> for Schoolhouse Rock. Conjunction junction. Boy, your function hooking up words and phrases and clauses yeah it yeah. probably yeah you're right child. yeah you're right it is the poster child yeah no like, there's a schoolhouse yeah. rock picture they showed a little conjunction junction guy you're right yeah, yeah. well and, and rufus that... xavier zasparilla was in there oh, that oh, was yeah. a great one that was a... <laughs> just... i mean just like it shows you the value of pronouns yeah were the yeah, adverbs in there right the the little adverbs. grocery store where they would yeah. put ly on adverbs. the end of everything 
Adverbs. Yeah, yeah. adverbs. Ad- Not adverbs. <laughs> I see you learned a lot, George. Yeah. <laughs> you do those at grocery store, okay? Yeah. Lolly, 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 get your adverbs. At, yeah. So for George, should we get them to do a schoolhouse rock to solve a Rubik's Cube? Oh, hey, that would be pretty good. That would be awesome. <laughs> in three minutes? I'd watch that shit oh. over and over and over. Wow. I'd have to just to figure it out. I'm going to work on a cartoon for you, George. <laughs> <laughs> some of the ones they did were actually some pretty complicated things like subject and predicate. They're deep concepts. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And trying to like relay that in a song. I was like, holy crap. Now, I'm not going to, I'm the first to say that I didn't totally get it when I watched that as a kid, what, it, what a subject and predicate was, but they did a damn but good But it kind of clicked when you started learning it in school. It clicks. You always yeah. thought back to those. You're like, oh, I know what they're talking about now. Oh, the subject. Yeah. I get it. They only did seven more episodes for Grammar Rock. That was it. They only did seven. Yeah. All right. So what was, yeah. what, what came after Grammar Rock then? America Rock. Yeah, it was because it was almost 1976, which was the bicentennial. Oh, so like, hey, we'll do ones okay. about America and the government, things like that. America. 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 That's where we start to get into the ones that people know, like, I'm just a bill, shot yeah. her around the world. Oh, oh, shot her around the world. That was one of my favorite stars. Start the revolution. When I was in second grade, uh-huh. we still had like civics classes back then. Sure. We actually had to like learn about government and stuff. Of course. The teacher had us all says, okay, I want everyone in the class to memorize the preamble. And right then, she said that, everyone in the class Start started singing. singing the song. <laughs> yep. Of course we did. And she's like, yep. huh, uh, okay, I guess everyone gets credit for that. <laughs> yeah. So I remember <laughs> we had a jerk teacher that I remember took off points if you sang it as opposed to just saying, yeah, we did. Right. Yeah, I remember that. And I was to learn. really mad you about it. You I learned it. Jerks. Yeah, come on, dude. Get with the times, man. Yeah, that was cool, because instead of, like, worrying about us memorizing it, instead she was able to spend time explaining it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's what these things actually mean, you know? I was like, oh, okay, I get it. It was a lot of fun. And we'll talk about this a little bit later, too, but even though they were released sequentially as seasons, later in the 90s and uh, 2000s, when they came back, they added to these categories. So officially, like, there is more in Grammar Rock and America Rock than the originals because they added more topics in the same discussions. Oh, sure, right. right. If you look back, like, you'll see that, like, this one ran of 75, 75, 75, 93. Like, what? What? (laughs) It's because they did another one, like, a new thing related to grammar, and they just tagged it on, but they kept doing it. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts. Schoolhouse Rock is back in the best of Schoolhouse Rock video, and it's teaching a new generation of kids that knowledge is power. After we had America Rock, they had another season where they did Science Rock. Yeah. And that's where they did... Did we get the energy? Was that in Science Rock? Energy. Yep, you get it. Energy, dry bones, electricity. Electricity. Yeah. (laughs) Dry bones had the little barbershop quartet guys. I mean, that was back when the energy crisis was hitting. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, the OPEC oil embargo and stuff. People in line for oil. So that energy one, like, really kind of was topical. (laughs) I remember the dim bones one because I I love the scene where the bones jumped out of the skins and then they put on each other's skins by accident. I know. Yeah, it was cool. 
nut and lock up inside of you. It blew my mind because I was like, wait a minute. How is it that his feet and leg skin fit, but his pants don't? What the hell happened there? Shh, quiet. You're ruining it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, a little piece of trivia in Science Rock. They did one toward the end that I didn't remember, and I know why now. And it's because there's one called The Greatest Show on Earth about weather. Uh-huh. And they were sued by Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey because they used their slogan. What? The Greatest Show on Earth. Oh, what dicks? Yeah. <laughs> Man. Frickin no wonder they brothers. went out of business. Screw those guys. Where are they now, huh? Yeah. We're still listening to Schoolhouse Rock. Damn elephant abusers. They're gone. <laughs> so you're out there shoveling elephant shit, and I'm listening to weird DVDs still. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's why, because when I was reading the list and doing the research, I'm like, I don't remember that one, and that's why, because I had seen it on the DVDs, and I assumed maybe it was a more current one, but no, it was just pulled because they didn't have the money to fight back, so it's just like, yeah, we'll pull it. That's fine. <sighs> there was controversy even in Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> Now, that's the core right, that's of Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah. It is. You got your math, you got your grammar, your America, and your science. That's what I remember. Now, then there was a little jump. About 10 years went by. In 85, they put out a subset called Computer Rock. Yeah, right. I vaguely remember this, but mm-hmm. I remember it was cool. It was the first time they had a recurring character that was uh, Mr. Chips, the computer. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What was the other kid's name? It was uh, oh, the kid and Mr. Chips. Oh, I have no uh, clue. Scooter Computer and Mr. Chips. Scooter That's right. Computer and Mr. Chips. I beat you this time, Mr. Chips. You're really good at these video games, but I can beat you sometimes. Of course, Scooter, because I'm no smarter than the person who programs me. After all, I'm only hardware, just like nuts and bolts. Oh, yeah? And they both were on roller skates, and they were talking all about the burgeoning computer thing. And they explained, like, RAM and ROM and software and hardware and <laughs> all that stuff. And I barely saw much of that. I saw maybe a tiny bit. I was in high school by then. But the interesting thing was it didn't run much after uh, 85 because the tech was getting so outdated that it, it, it just seemed asinine. Oh, like, sure. <laughs> yeah. You only need 4K. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> So the whole computer rock part came Sometime out early Sometime in 80s. the future, kids, we might see something called a megabyte. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> so it did. Unlike, you know, the math and everything else that's kind of universal, the computer stuff, it started to get outdated, and so they stopped running those, whereas everything else was evergreen. Yeah. So it wasn't until I went back and started watching the DVDs that I... I'm like, I don't even hardly remember this. I remember the characters, but the songs are not that kind of ingrained because we didn't get to watch it over and over and over and over and over and over. (laughs) We were quite a bit older at that point. We're in high school or out of high school for Mo at that point. in college, right? So it's not something that was in your daily routine, your daily life, like it was when we were kids watching Saturday morning cartoons at that point. Yeah, totally fair. That was like sort of the end of Saturday morning cartoons was mid-late 90s, wasn't it? Because that's when Cartoon Network came out. Well, yeah, but you're talking about 85 when these computer ones are out. Yeah, that's a little later yet. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, there's ones that came after. Okay, got it. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because... The news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. What is the show about it for people who haven't seen it? There's a teacher, Tina. Tina is nervous about teaching her first day of school. 
she turns on the TV, and of course, Schoolhouse Rock comes on. Okay, right. And all the characters come out of the TV at her and tell her all the <laughs> lessons she learned when she was young, that this is all she needs to do is teach the kids what she learned from Schoolhouse Rock. Now, we weren't done with Schoolhouse Rock just because we got into the 90s. It wouldn't die, and people wanted more and more of it. And so a lot of the original people, the original team, started getting back together and doing more stuff. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. They did some more in the uh, Grammar Rock. Yeah. Something that hadn't been there before. They did Busy Prepositions and The Tale of Mr. Morton. Mr. Morton. I don't even remember those. Uh, which, <laughs> now, these are ones I never saw. No, not until yeah. I went back and watched the DVDs, but those were new. I mean, I've got the DVD and I don't remember those. <laughs> <laughs> And they tacked them onto the existing season. Yeah, I can tell you like the Brizzy prepositions and Tale Mr. Morton. I found out about those when my kids were born because, you know, I started playing all these. Two. Started watching. Right, right. Yeah. Yep. And uh, the, I was sitting there, I was like, when I saw the Tale Mr. Morton, I was like, wait a minute. Did I just have like a brain aneurysm? And I just yeah, totally did I miss this one? this one? I couldn't believe they were making new ones. <laughs> yep. Because it seemed like one of the originals, you know, I mean, it was very much in the same style, same animation. That's right. It wasn't yeah. that far after, right? Apparently it was. I mean, it was 20 years after the originals came out. Let me ask you something. That when, you, when you listen to the newer ones that they do, does it seem like it's like they're missing something? I was going to ask a question about that similarly. I was going to say, was it the original people who did the new yeah, ones? Because some of them were. It is. Yeah, they it, would get back together. Yeah, Bob Duro did a new one back in 2002. Okay. Because I was just curious because it felt like they, yeah, they didn't have the same magic, maybe. Yeah. Well, they, they probably had a lot bigger budget on the later ones that we did. And then they blessed us with a whole new season. Yeah. Uh, in the 90s, they did Money Rock, all yeah. about like financial <laughs> responsibility and budgeting. Really? Stuff. Yeah. I never saw these Me originally, either. except one of them. I remember the checks in the mail very, very well. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> the checks in the mail. The check is in the mail. And it ought to be there Tuesday without fail. If you have got a bill to pay or something you need to buy, just type the check and send it off in the mail. But it was a whole other thing. It was seven or eight more, all in the 90s, all about Money Rock. Yeah. Well, now that's something that I was talking with my son the other day. We were driving around and we were talking about stuff. My youngest son, and he's 15, and we were talking about financial responsibility and credit cards and how loans work and things like that. And I was making the point to him about how in our country right now, that stuff's not really prerequisite for graduating high school, and I think it should be. Right. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be oh, sure. interesting if finance. they built some standard high school class? around the Schoolhouse Rock, Money Rock episodes. <laughs> yeah. You know, so sure. that the kids would find it somewhat enjoyable. Right. You know, because you'd have to do it like in the ninth grade because once you get past that, the kids are going to be like, oh, I'm too old for that. Not too old but for this cute stuff, yeah. They need to do something and that would yeah, seem to fit right in. It does. And they cover stuff like, you know, bills and budgeting and yeah. checks and... See, that's yeah. perfect. National deficit. <laughs> I mean, they cover that's right. some pretty interesting topics. Yeah, this is some great stuff. And I've gone back and watched some of them. I would like to say I've seen every single Schoolhouse Rock I'm not sure because there's a little bit of fatigue sets in after you watch about 20 of them and you're like, okay, I need a breather. <laughs> right. And not that they're not good. It's just that they're teaching me and I'm like, okay, and my brain is full. Right. <laughs> Even though it's amusing. But yeah, they have things like, like look at the topics like dollars and cents, Taxman Max. It sounds amazing. Uh, where the money goes. Tyrannosaurus debt. Can't wait to watch that one. I think I've never <laughs> seen go. that one. Right. It's got to be a dinosaur. Yeah. So really cool stuff. It's worth noting that these weren't just like throwaways or rehashes or anything like that. These were a lot of the same original artists. Uh, yeah, Bob, Bob Duro. Duro. Yeah. yeah, he was back he did writing and performing. Yeah, he was still around. He was still knocking yeah. that stuff out. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. 
and then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out. Call now to order the best of Schoolhouse Rock on video, plus the official guidebook for $14.95 plus $4.95 shipping and handling, or send check or money order to the address show. Also available on DVD. Must be 18 years old. Call. All right. You would think you hit the new millennium and Schoolhouse Rock is dead, not relevant anymore, right? Yeah. No, sir. Schoolhouse Wrong. Rock will never die. <laughs> You're right. Cobra Kai never dies. Schoolhouse Rock Cobra never dies. <laughs> you got it. So again, in 2002, they got together. Uh, they were releasing a 30th anniversary DVD. Okay. Because remember, 72, now we're up to 2002. And so they did a Send Your Vote to College, all about the Electoral College. Oh, yeah. Okay. I have that one. I, mm-hmm. That's the DVD that I've got then. Okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and that got sure. added into the previous season, the whole America Rock that got added in. So we got that again. And then 2008 was an election year. They were doing an election collection. They did two more. They did Presidential Minute. I don't know if I've seen that one or not. Mm, okay. And there's one, it was all about the process of getting elected president. <laughs> now, now, easy, easy. <laughs> easy, easy. <laughs> <laughs> Fake news. Because I kept thinking, like, Fake you know, news. I know somebody who could benefit from listening to all of I know. these schoolhouse rocks. That's right. <laughs> Four years have passed. It's time again to stage the main event. <laughs> Election day is drawing near. We'll pick our president. Republicans and And as if that weren't enough of a gift, in 2009, a whole new season came out. What? Yeah. Really? Earth Rock. Oh, yeah. yeah. So with all the rise of, like, uh, environmentalism and uh, climate change happening, there's a whole new season. Really? Yes. Called Earth Rock. You bet your bottom dollar. And Bob Doro actually did, like, four or five of them. Really? Music and lyrics and everything. Same kind of thing. I believe uh, the son of one of the guys that did some original uh, music and stuff, his dad had passed away, but his son is in there doing the work that his dad had done. So keeping it in the family. Awesome stuff. And I know I've not seen all of these. I, know, I didn't, either. didn't even know about them. Yeah. Uh, report from the North Pole, the Trash Can Band. I mean, just sounds amazing. The Rainforest Save the Ocean, <laughs> Fat Cat Blue, the Clean River Song. I mean, it's another like 12 episodes all about the Earth. Wow. And I'm not a huge environmentalist. I mean, you know, I recycle once in a while, but I can't wait to go and see all these that I've missed. <laughs> I was going to say, don't you drive a Dodge Charger or something like that? <laughs> Quite you. You're not an environmentalist at all. Well, it's not a Humvee at least. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So they just kept on going. It's like the gift that keeps on giving. There's just more and more of this stuff. And I had the DVDs back in the day, but like, I know I don't have the complete set. They just keep tacking on more stuff. You know, for well, sure. maybe these new ones will be good enough to make you want to trade in your Dodge Charger for like an electric vehicle or something like that. It'd be pretty damn good. <laughs> and our world's not quite the same. There are beasts who are leaving footprints that make Bigfoot's track look small. And they're messing up our atmosphere, so heed this wake-up call. We call them carbon footprints, and they're made of CO2. And who's leaving these big footprints? Well, I'm afraid it's me and you. So here's what to do. And, you know, doing some more research, one thing I found out is that all the people that had performing, doing the songs, the writing, all these things, they were all established jazz vocalists. 
Right, I did see that. Right. Yeah, I knew yeah. that part. Yeah. They weren't like, you know, huge necessarily like, oh, you know, chart toppers. Right. But they're all like extremely well respected. Right. But it wasn't just a flyer down at the music store that had strips of yeah. paper to pull off. I mean, they, right. they, they were you know, they were established they, they people. Quality they people in. to do these things. Yeah. And it, it shows. I mean, otherwise it wouldn't be so enduring. Well, you know, one of the fact I found out from this, which I thought was interesting, was that um, Schoolhouse Rock actually won like a bunch of Emmys. It did. Yep. Absolutely. I don't know if you saw that they did a little mini documentary. It was like four minutes long when they talked about it but the first year it was nominated which was in 76 it actually beat out mr rogers and sesame street oh wow there you go both great wow. things but it deserves it yeah and then it went on to win three more emmys but it was just funny listening to the guy because he said the first time they found they were nominated they just said okay whatever like nobody's gonna beat sesame street <laughs> yeah, sesame street sesame street yeah, right or mr Who's rogers, be Fred I mean, rogers. On, please right so when they won they were like totally unprepared <laughs> yeah. You know, they were up there to like fumbling over the lines. He says, after that, then we, you know, we kind of made sure that, those okay, are, you're going to thank these people. You're going to thank these. Well, those are the best kind of wins. The truly humbled wins that truly didn't expect to win. That's, it's great. You know, they, they deserve it. Yeah, for sure. It, and there's been such a legacy of, I mean, there's the original stuff and the expansions upon it that they continued to add to. But more and more stuff. I mean, nobody has forgotten Schoolhouse Rock. We kept talking about the DVD and video releases. They did a, a soundtrack kind of uh, album, like a double disc of all of the songs, but that's not it. There's more and more that's happened. George, you were talking about an album of cover stuff. Yeah, there was a really cool album that was released in 1995. It was called Schoolhouse Rock Rocks. <laughs> and it had 15 of the original songs on it. The first track is Schoolhouse Rocky by Bob Duro and Friends. Oh, okay. Okay, so original. Yeah, but okay. some of the artists that performed on this thing, Blind Melon, anybody remember that group? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they yeah. did the three is a magic number. Uh, better than Ezra did Conjunction right. Junction. Now, nor ever that's clever. Keep this or that growth and all fat. I better do that as skinny as it is. I've never heard this. I have to look for that. Who, who remembers Biz Marquee? You. Making music with your mouth. <laughs> what I need. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That's, why, that's exactly how he sounded, too. Yeah. <laughs> he did the energy blues. Oh, really? Yeah. I've got to get this. I've yeah, got to get this. The one with the globe singing, you know, and everything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, of course. Of course. Moby was on this track. Damn. He did Verb. Jeez. That's what's happening. Oh, uh, <laughs> Ski Low did a song on there, The Tale of Mr. Morton, that one you were talking about earlier, John. Yeah. What's a Ski Low? I, I think he's an artist. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe he's be. related to Ski Ball. I think maybe he was I highlighted over his name. It popped up. He's, he was a, an American rapper, best known for his 1995 song, I Wish. So he wished he became a bigger hit, I guess. But he'd he'd wished he'd done better. That's right. <laughs> it did not come true. I think the one that I remember the most was the Better Than Ezra Conjunction Junction. If you have a chance to go back and listen to that one, they did an amazing job with that cover. It was beautiful. And I will. I, I'll check it out. Yep. Yeah, me too. Yep. And on top of that, I want to say it was in late 90s, there was a musical theater adaptation, a live one called Schoolhouse Rock Live. And Geraldine hollered some interjections. Well, you've got some nerve. Yeah, and they had several artists, including Bob Duro, was involved there and doing the songs that you knew. And then they did Schoolhouse Rock Live 2, wow. the same team in Chicago in 2000. Damn. It transcended just Saturday morning cartoons. And the fact that we're talking about it now proves it. Right. Let me tell you, one of the things about 
Schoolhouse Rock was like it's it's one of those things that I connect to as a kid that my kids also connect to because you know I played the music for him in the car yeah when of course drives hearing like your little kid singing the Conjunction Junction song <laughs> is just you're patting you know, yourself on the like, back going good parenting good job yeah I'm like yes <laughs> I like it because there was our family it's three generations now because you know my father watched that number nine video mm-hmm. with me I watched all of them then my sons the I got them I used yeah. them as teaching tools with them and everything it's amazing how this thing has influenced and affected families for what 40 years now this thing has been going on yeah yeah i mean they're not necessarily releasing any but who says they won't after this podcast they might say hey, no question gen That's x right. grown-up wants to hear another schoolhouse rock song we need the rubik's right. cube song on for rubik's george cube. so get busy <laughs> <laughs> don't miss the magic the music and the memories of these four incredible volumes of the coolest way to learn schoolhouse rock now available in a special 25th anniversary collection. Dawn, that's the end. If anything in this episode has piqued your interest, we've put links in the show notes you can click on to find out more. Catch up on past shows and be alerted every week when a new one drops by subscribing to us in Google Play, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, TuneIn, iTunes, or wherever you like to listen. While in iTunes, take a second to rate and review the show. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. We'd love to hear from our fourth listener, so email your thoughts, suggestions, questions, ideas, or complaints on this or any other episode to podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is so much more than just this podcast. You can also find our video content on YouTube or explore our entire body of work on our website at genxgrownup.com. That is going to do it for our look back at Schoolhouse Rock. Man, I, that was way more fun than oh. I expected it to be. <laughs> reminiscing on those, hearing the little snippets of the songs, and you know, we should throw like a poll out to our fourth listener. Like, what was your favorite Schoolhouse Rock? Oh, good idea. I yeah. would like to know that. Yeah, I'm going on YouTube after we get done with this. I'm going to be like Schoolhouse Rocking all afternoon at this point. <laughs> They're all on my Plex, George. Just tap in. Are they on your Plex? All right, I'll go watch them on Plex. And <laughs> you bet. <laughs> you can stream all of them. It'll take like an, you know, right. four hours, but you can I get knew them all. that there was a reason why I got the. Un- limited data from Verizon. Now there you go. I have a reason. <laughs> Schoolhouse Rock streaming. You got it. There you go. Fourth listener, thanks for joining us for this backtrack. I am John. George, thanks for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, always appreciate you, buddy. Oh, yeah, this was fun. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Take care, everybody. See you guys. JetX Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. I never forget when I first started hearing that or seeing that. Con- never mind. Just start with your thing. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm all grown up. <laughs> The silver tongue of... (laughs) (laughs) And a blooper's born. (laughs) Great. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotus, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. 
You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.